Five days after Easter last year, Pastor Rick Warren's 27-year-old son took his own life. He battled mental illness since he was a child. And despite the best doctors and the best medicine and the best therapies, despite lots of love and lots of prayer, he lost his battle for hope. Rick said, the day that Matthew gave in to despair was the worst day of my life. He said, in the past year I've often been asked, how have you made it? How have you kept going in the pain? And he said, I've often responded to people this way. The answer is Easter. The answer is Easter. Do you ever find yourself discouraged? Do you ever find yourself depressed or defeated or even devastated by the circumstances of life? If so, I want to tell you about the hope that is found in the Easter story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You don't have to live another day without hope. Because here's the message I want you to get today. Hope is here. Hope is here. And it's described for us in 1 Peter chapter 1. Would you take God's Word? There's a copy there if you don't have one. There's a copy in the pew rack in front of you. That blue Bible. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 3 primarily. Perhaps no other writer in the New Testament captures so fully in one short sentence the glory of Easter and the hope of Easter than the Apostle Peter did in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And here's how the text begins in verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven, say those last two words, kept in heaven for you. Notice that verse 3 begins with a praise. Notice that first sentence of verse 3 and there's an exclamation mark there. And would you notice that the praise is not directed toward Jesus? The praise is instead directed toward the God and Father of the Lord Jesus. So I ask the question, why is God being praised? What has God done? The next part of the verse answers the question. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth. Now that word given is a significant word because it means that God is offering you something at His expense. God is providing something for you that you have not been able to obtain. And it's not something that you've had to earn. It's not something that you had to somehow uh, try to capture. It said it's something He has given us. And notice how He describes it. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth. The New Living Translation says, God has given us the privilege of being born again. I love that translation. God has given us the privilege of being born again. The Message Translation says, we've been given a brand new life. What God has done for us is more than just giving us a second chance. Because quite frankly, if we had a second chance, we would likely mess that one up too, wouldn't we? We need more than a second chance. God's not offering you today a second chance. He hasn't given you a second chance to get your life together. He's given you a brand new life if you want it. Not just a second chance to try to do better this time. But He's offering you a brand new life. 
God has given us the privilege of being born again. And that's why in verse 3 it says, we now have a living hope. If you mark your Bibles, I would encourage you to underline those two words. A living hope. Do you know why we have a living hope? It's because as Christians we have a living Savior. You see, our hope has a name, and His name is Jesus. And we have a living hope. Now hope is what everybody needs. Hope is what we cannot live without. Hope is indispensable to our lives, to all of us. Whether you're a Christian or not, whether you believe in God or not, whether you're an atheist, an agnostic, it doesn't matter what your religion, it doesn't matter who you are, we all need hope, don't we? It's an indispensable part of life. Hope is what keeps us going when the circumstances of life are against us. Hope is what you hold on to when there's nothing else to hold on to. Hope is what enables you to believe when you have every reason to doubt. Hope is an indispensable part of life. Barbara Johnson knows all about that. She's a lady who knows the importance of hope. Years ago, her husband was nearly killed in an accident and had a slow, painful recovery from that debilitating injuries that he had. It was a long, painful process of recovering from those injuries. In addition to that, her son was killed in the Vietnam War. And as if that was not bad enough, in addition to that, her second son was killed by a drunk driver. How do you make it through that? How do you handle that? Through that process, she learned some things about God. And she sat down and she wrote a book. You know what the title of it is? The title of the book is this. Splashes of Joy in the Cesspools of Life. She found the way to have hope in the midst of the most painful circumstances. You see, you know already, don't you? Not everything that happens to us is good. Death and pain and problems are a very real part of our lives. But every person here today has the opportunity to have what the Bible refers to as living hope. Living hope. And notice how we obtain this living hope. It's right there in verse 3. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope. Now, don't miss this. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That word through is a very, very important word. The word through indicates that what what God did for us was accomplished by the means of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What God is offering you, He offers you because of. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, you can miss the hope of Easter if you only look at Easter as a historical event. Or you can look at the hope of Easter uh, if you view Easter as a religious day or a special day on the calendar. Easter is much more personal than that. Much more powerful than that. Jesus died on the cross to take the hell of your sin so that you can go to His heaven. And then God raised Him from the dead so that you don't have to ever fear death again. John 14, 19, Jesus said, Because I live, you can live also. Because I live, He said, you can live also. Now I want you to think about this. Up in the balcony, I want you to think about this. Down here on the lower floor, I want you to think about this. The resurrection wasn't for Jesus. He could have stayed in heaven. Resurrection wasn't for Jesus. The resurrection was for you. For all of your sins, for all of the things that you've done wrong in life, for all of the things you can't make right in life, God says, it's for you. 
just as you are. Not some improved version of you, but you. Sinful, prideful, stubborn, struggling you. The resurrection is for you. Paul talked about that in in a letter he wrote. Go over to the left to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is praying a prayer in Ephesians 1 and we're picking it up. What we're going to read is in the middle of his prayer. But he says something very significant about the resurrection. I want you to see what he says in verse 18. He says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you may know the what? The hope to which He has called you and the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints. And look at this, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. And then he describes this power. And make sure you see this. That power is like the working of His mighty strength, which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand of the heavenlies. Uh, You see, here's where a lot of people mess up. Here's where a lot of people misunderstand. Lots of people think that Jesus Christ suddenly one day, after he He was crucified, after he was buried, that he laid in the tomb for three days, and then suddenly one day, he decided to get up. He laid in the tomb for three days, and suddenly power came back to him, and, and he woke up. That's not what happened. Listen very carefully. Let me t- tell you what happened. Here's what happened. He was crucified on the cross. He was placed into a tomb and buried, and he laid there for three days because he was dead. He was not pretending to be dead. He was dead. Dead people don't get up. Dead people don't move the stone. Dead people don't come out of the grave. He was dead. Then how in the world was he ever resurrected? It was not by his power. It was by the power of God. God brought him back to to life. God was the one who put new life into Him. And that's the reason we have hope today. That's the reason we can talk about hope today and a living hope. Because what God did for Jesus, He can do for you. And if you've lost hope that your life can change, you simply need to look at the resurrection. Because what God did for Jesus, He can do for you. You see, Jesus didn't get up out of the grave on His own. God gave Him the life back. God put new life into Him. God resurrected Him. That comes straight out of Scripture. Just listen to these verses. Romans 4.17 says, The God who gives life to the dead. refers to God that way. As the God who gives life to the dead. Romans 8.11 says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, listen, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit. Listen to 1 Corinthians 6.14. By His power... God raised the Lord from the dead, and He will raise us also. Easter is about God offering to rewrite your story. Easter is about God saying, I know this is a difficult chapter you're living in, but it doesn't have to be like this. Your story can be different. Your story can end differently. Your life doesn't have to be what it's always been. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, hope is here today. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how far off you've gotten, hope is here today. Because hope rose from the grave and His name is Jesus. 
And His story changes our story forever. Some of you may be thinking, well, Pastor, that sounds good and all, but my life is too broken. My life is too messed up. There's no hope for someone like me. But you need to understand, you see, it's often in our brokenness and in our pain. It's often in that time of brokenness and pain that we realize that nobody on earth can fix us. Nobody on earth can fix us. It's often that when you come to that time in your life where your life is in such turmoil, and your life is so broken, your life is so messed up, and you realize there is nobody that can help me. There is nobody who can fix me. There is nobody who can change me. And it's at that moment that for the first time you reached out for a nail-pierced hand that belongs to Jesus. And you recognize nobody on earth can fix me. So I am trusting in the resurrection power of God through Jesus Christ. You see, if you are in desperate need of hope today, then you are in desperate need of Jesus. You don't have to live another day without hope. You really don't. You don't have to live another day without hope. Your hope story can start today. He walked out of the grave so that He can walk into your life. God is ready to unleash His resurrection power on the things that you can't fix and the things that you can't change and the things that you can't control. God is ready to unleash His resurrection power on you. Easter can be summed up in these three words. Hope is here. That's why Easter deserves and demands a response. It's more than an amazing story. It's more than a day of beautiful music. It's more than a religious holiday. Easter is an invitation to a completely different life. And, listen to this, and to a completely different eternity. You see, back in 1 Peter, he wrote something in verse 4 that I want to make sure you see. Not only do we have this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, he says, and, verse 4, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. For you. For you. Not only do we have a living hope, we also have a lasting hope. Kept in heaven for you. Has there ever been that moment when you claim Jesus as your only hope, as your Lord and as your Savior? Some of you might think, well, Pastor, I believe there's many ways to God. Jesus is one way, but there's many ways to God. Listen, please, please listen to me. All the arguments about the different ways to God end at the empty tomb. Hope is here in the person of Jesus Christ. Any situation that you're facing can be different not because that you're going to be a better person, but because there is resurrection power through Jesus Christ. In John 11, Jesus went to visit some friends one day. And it was two ladies and their brother. And he got there after their brother had died. His name was Lazarus. Have you ever been to a movie where before the movie shows, they, they have this thing called previews of coming attractions? John chapter 11 was kind of previews of coming attraction. What was about to come. Because Jesus 
told these ladies, he, he, this is what he said to Martha, and I'm going to quote what he said. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then he looked at her and he asked her a question that just was four words long. He said, do you believe this? Powerful question. Do you believe this? You've heard what I've told you. Do you believe this, Jesus said. It's not, do you know this? It's not, have you ever heard this? He looked at her and said, do you believe this? And she, with great faith, said, I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then, he raised her brother from the dead as a preview of what was to come. Jesus says to you today, there is hope. There is hope here for you now. No matter where you are, no matter what you're involved in, no matter what has gotten a hold of you, no matter what you've done, no matter how angry you are at God, no matter how much you doubt God, no matter how much you're struggling with things right now in life, there is hope. My question for you is this. Are you ready to receive that hope? To experience that hope? I want you to bow your heads with me. I'm going to ask no one move around. Please, no one be leaving. I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes with your heads bowed. Have you ever had that moment when you consciously and deliberately said, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ took my sins upon Himself and died in my place. I believe that God raised Him from the dead. And I believe that He's living right now. And I invite Him to be in my Lord, be in my life as my Lord and my Savior. Have you ever had that moment? Have you ever had a moment where you consciously, deliberately, intentionally trusted Christ and asked Him to be your Savior? Here's what the Word of God says in Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. See, that's why hope is here today. The same power that brought Jesus up out of the grave can give you a new life as well. And so I'm going to invite you, if you'd like to experience this new life, if you'd like to experience this power that can change your life. If you'd, if you'd like to experience Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you to pray with me. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. There's nothing magical about the words. There's nothing about the words that, that, that will somehow make a difference. It's not what I say. It's the words that you share from your heart. But I'm going to give you a, a prayer that you can repeat after me if you mean it from your heart. So if you've never experienced new life that God wants to give you, or if you're not sure if you've truly been born again and that Christ is living in you, I want you to pray this prayer with me from your heart. Here's what I want you to pray. Heavenly Father, I don't need just a second chance. I need a new life. I repent of my sins, and I'm asking you to forgive me based on the death of Jesus on the cross. I confess and claim Christ today as my Savior and as my Lord. 
I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I ask that you would give me new life as well. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Now with every head still bowed. If you prayed that prayer with me, here's what I'd like for you to do. I'm not going to run to you. I'm not going to point you out. But I'd like for you to lift your hand and leave it up for a moment until I recognize you. Until I say, I see your hand. Just leave it up. Hold it up high. If you prayed to receive that, to receive Christ today, would you raise your hand so that I could just celebrate and pray for you? Thank you so much. Thank you. Over to my right. Thank you. Anybody else? Raise your hand up. Just raise your hand up and hold it up high up in the balcony. Yes, in the balcony. Thank you so much. I see back in the balcony. Thank you. Anybody else? Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, today I pray to receive Christ today. I'm, I'm trusting in Him and Him alone. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Just hold it up high. I'm not going to come back to you. Just want to know what you've done. Would you just raise your hand up? Would you hold it up so I can see it? Anybody else? All right, Father, I thank you so much for those who have said yes to Christ today. Yes to Jesus. I praise you for that. And I pray, Father, that they would indeed grow in their relationship with you. I pray, Father, that they would experience that new life that only you can give. And I praise you that you've made it possible for all of us. In Christ's name I pray.